We're breaking down the top 10 quarterbacks walking into 2020. And no, I'm not just going to rank a top 5 to 10 and call it a day. We're talking about process. When do you take an early quarterback? When do you wait on a quarterback and take a Trey Lance or a Trevor Lawrence later? And there is a time and a place for both. Don't let anybody tell you that taking a quarterback early is wrong or right. Or that waiting on a quarterback is the only way to go. That's talking blindly with a blanket statement without knowing the scenario. Without knowing what time it is when you're on the clock because everything comes down to who's on the board when you're on the clock to potentially take a quarterback or pass on a quarterback let's say in round four when herbert's there at 4.5 so much depends on who is on the board when you're gonna maybe take herbert and anybody that tells you taking him is a mistake because of the regurgitated thinking in the fantasy industry that the quarterback position so deep you can't take a quarterback early that is not good advice because that thinking is a blanket statement without knowing the scenario Every scenario is different when you're on the clock. Is Herbert available alongside of an Eli Mitchell? Can you get a Kenneth Walker or a Brees Hall instead of grabbing an early quarterback? All that information is vital to know if someone should take a Burrow in round four. I'm going to break all that down and more. When to take a quarterback, when to not take a quarterback. Who are my top 10 quarterbacks? We're talking about all of that and more, the fantasy football show. It begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. I want to kick this off by telling you to get on over to smitty1.com slash underdog. The link is in the description below. If you deposit a $10 minimum deposit right now using this link and you're new to underdog and you DM me a screenshot, you can DM it to me at the fantasy football show on Instagram. I will give you a free 10 minute phone call. So get on over to smitty1.com slash underdog drop a prop on this march madness right now an nfl best ball draft yeah you can jump in them early it's all at smitty1.com slash underdog there isn't just one way to draft especially around quarterback there is a regurgitated stance in fantasy football right now that's that's spreading year after year after year the momentum gets stronger that drafting a quarterback early is a mistake and on its face it has merit the position's very deep i'm gonna struggle to rank brady in my top six seven eight and he was one of the biggest fantasy football scorers in 2021 there is some truth that the position is ultra deep but what isn't deep is the thinking that a lot of people use when they say you have to go running back wide receiver or tight end in any of the first four or five or six rounds because quarterback is too deep smitty what you have to ask yourself is who is on the board when you're on the clock when on the clock in your draft and you're staring at guys like connor and woods and Cortland sutton and brandon iuk you know some of these guys i like but these are not league winners and these are not the kind of players that that should have people detouring away from a quarterback type mentality an early quarterback drafting mentality let's paint a picture where we're on the clock and we're determining whether we're going with a Herbert or a Burrow or going with an available non-quarterback. In general, the consensus out there tells you in the fantasy industry, the average fantasy football content creator or analyst is saying pass on a quarterback 
no matter what and go after a non-QB no matter what. But when you're on the clock and you're looking at a James Conner, who I like, a Robert Woods, I like the guy, but he's coming back from an ACL tear and he's on a new team, learning a new system. I'll pass at this kind of value. Cortland Sutton could have a good year. I like him. Brandon Ayuk, I like a lot. Dallas Goddard, Damian Harris, Allen Robinson. And to make sure we're going deep enough, I'm going to include more players. I'm just going to go down the list from about where these guys are at. Michael Pittman, Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams. Claypool, I think he could have a good year. Hawkinson, good tight end. Devontae Smith, I hope he takes another step forward. Thielen, Spiller, these are good players in general. But oftentimes, these are the players that are available when Herbert and Burrow and Watson are on the board. We're talking about something entirely different if a Brees Hall is on the board or Travis Etienne or another rookie like Kenneth Walker. These are different scenarios than looking at a Mike Williams, a Robert Woods, a Cortland Sutton. And I've had people tell me, hey, Smitty, but, but Brady's falling very late. I could get Brady later and get another player, a non-quarterback earlier where, where you're taking a quarterback. And, and again, yes, if it's Walker, if it's Etienne, if it's Brees Hall, I'm all on board that thinking. But what matters is what players on the board. Why do people talk about going quarterback early as a mistake without knowing where the chess pieces are on the board? Every single one of these three. I take over a quarterback. And might I be so bold to say that Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, for me, are near top 25, top 26 overall players, and their ADPs floating in the mid-third to early fourth round. You better believe that in the fourth round, I'm taking one of these guys over a quarterback, even Herbert, who I love. And you'll find out how much I love Herbert a little bit later in the show. But these are big difference makers. These are win-a-league players, in my opinion, ETN, Hall, and Walker. These guys on this side are not. I like Claypool. I like Ayuk. These guys will not win you a league. Herbert can win you a league. Brees Hall can win you a league. Kenneth Walker and Etienne can win you a league. Do you see the difference? These guys are all on the same page, and the non-quarterbacks that have league-winning ability have just a little bit more value, given that all things are equal and the scarcity of the running back position. But when somebody says to me, you take a quarterback later because they just fall, because it's such a deep position, and they're not taking into account what you're dealing with if you you do pass on the quarterback you're just going to take a stab at a Cortland Sutton who could be really good I'm not saying don't draft him but you're going to take a, a Cortland Sutton or a Damian Harris or an Adam Thielen or a even a even a Devontae Smith who I like you're taking that player over quite possibly the number one overall score in fantasy football 2022 that could be Herbert it's a mistake to think that way and to cement yourself into a position versus a player draft the player not the position. Don't avoid the position because it's deep. You got to ask yourself if in the fifth round I'm taking a Herbert and the other individual that says I'm passing on an early quarterback gets Brandon Ayuk. What's this person's wide receiver look like where I'm getting my QB? Let's say at the top of round seven. So if this individual took Ayuk here and I took Herbert here, I'm taking my QB here. They're taking their wide receiver here. You got to compare apples to apples. And at that range, I might get a Elijah Moore and they might get a, a Dak and maybe even get lucky. And let's say you land a, an A-Rod or potentially a Brady, but probably not that late. But let's say A-Rod falls there. We're talking about Elijah Moore and Herbert compared to Ayuk and Aaron Rodgers. In a worst case scenario, you could argue that these things are even. It's ridiculous to use blanket statements when you don't know 
where the pieces are on the board. That's my point. I defend early quarterback drafting more so than the average analyst out there, not because it's my only play. It's not the only thing I do. I probably love and support Trey Lance more than any analyst on the planet. Trey Lance can be top five in 2022. So of course, I'm an advocate of waiting on Trey Lance if the pieces fall in a certain way. But I find myself aggressively defending early quarterback because no one else is doing it. And everybody says in blanket fashion, don't do it. Without Context. Context matters. So in the case where, let's say, Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall is available instead of Josh Allen. So if you're sitting in round three, instead of taking Josh Allen here and Walker is available, I will select Walker, Kenneth Walker, or Brees Hall over Josh Allen probably nine times out of ten because later in the draft, I'm going to land Trey Lance. So if I get Trey Lance somewhere in this range and I have Trey and I have Walker... I do believe that will be better than Josh Allen and seven to eight round player that I get right here because of how much I think of Trey in 2022. Now, if you don't like Trey, you could put in Russell Wilson. You could put in whoever you want. Use the process. Don't use the actual player. Use the process. The process is more important than the player. You can move players around to make sense for your rankings. My point is there is a place and a time for me to say no to Mahomes, to say no to Josh Allen in even the third and fourth round, even though I absolutely love drafting Mahomes and Allen and Justin Herbert, who I think could be the number one quarterback in 2022. It all depends on what non-quarterbacks are on the board, where the chess pieces are on the board. Okay, so now you know where I stand. You know that Smitty isn't just, he's not just about early QB, even though that's what everybody says about him. He's an early QB drafter. That's all he's ever going to be. Now you know what time it is when it comes to my stance on quarterbacks. It's not about I take early quarterback. It's about I defend it because no one else has the balls to do it or the understanding of what really is going on and how every scenario is going to be different. You can't say blanket statements and give blanket advice when you don't know what's going on on the board best player available is the guide to everything and let me tell you another thing i'm going to do a whole video on best player available bpa best player available in a nutshell is not about who's the highest ranked player left on the on the pre-ranked list a lot of people take this as adp okay what smitty's saying is draft the best player available on the list don't use your brain smitty's basically saying let the computer draft for you bring a magazine to the draft it's crazy how many people think i'm saying be a robot and draft the best player ranked on the pre-rank list let me tell you one time bpa does not stand for draft off adp it's draft the best player available according to you that might be a player seven spots down on the pre-rank list that might mean a player 10 spots down on the pre-rank list i've been known to reach well over 10 12 15 player adp slots to get my best player available example being kenneth walker in the third round in the mid third round even when his adps in the fourth round i will reach best player available means the best player to draft for your team 
in your situation? Have you already drafted a quarterback? Have you already drafted two wide receivers? What is the sum total best player available on your rankings pitted against ADP data and has the most ability to explode from the draft slot you're about to plug them into? Best player available. Think of it this way. If I simplify it, what player that fits your roster exactly right now given the state of your roster when you're on the clock what player can explode the most from that draft slot that you're about to draft them in and also have the highest floor meaning in a worst case scenario this player will earn their value and they also have the most ability to explode and climb multiple rounds in terms of upside best player available does not mean adp now we're looking at the quarterbacks 12 minutes later here are in general my top 10 quarterbacks like in a nutshell we're gonna drag them over currently they're obviously scrambled up all over let me start off by saying again use best player available but don't be afraid to reach higher than you have to within reason and when i say within reason i mean can you get the player at your next pick why reach an entire round for a player and take a guy like justin herbert in round three when he's going at like 5.1 you got to be able to use adp and pit your ranking and your upside and your thinking and the analysis you get from me and everyone else that you look at for content creation, you take that and you pit it against ADP and you try to maneuver and manipulate the best you can. Think of it like selling a sports card. Are you really going to buy a Justin Herbert rookie card for $500 when it's going for $150? No. Even if you think it's going to go to $500, what good is it to spend $500 on the card when you can get it for $150? Now, might you spend $200 instead of $150? because you know it's going to $500? Absolutely. And that's when things get really tight and you're worried about another drafter taking your player maybe four spots before you pick again. Case in point would be Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker at 3.3 instead of waiting to your fourth round pick when you know there's a chance he could go. So you're willing to reach a little bit, but you know this guy's got potentially top 15 overall value as a rookie, either Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. So reaching a little bit to ensure you get the player is fine buying a $150 card for $200 when people are battling and bidding for it when you know it's going to $500 is worth grabbing a little extra over the price tag it's a fine line and it's an art it's not easy to understand when to reach and when not to reach but the point is even with these rankings if I put Trey Lance and I will put him really high you've got to know it. it's your responsibility to know how high is too high to draft Trey Lance because I rank them really high in the five, six, seven range, which I will in a minute get ready, buckle up. If I rank them that high, it's your responsibility to know where ADP is when you go to draft. It's your responsibility and obligation and honor, I might add in your league, to understand it enough to know that, hey, I can get away with another round. I can get away with another two rounds. I'm not asking anybody to draft based on my exact order I'm about to throw down. In fact, you'd be dumb to draft based on the order that I'm about to throw down. My ranking should be used alongside of ADP and your own personal on-the-fly navigation of the situation to formulate a good educated guess as to where you can get away with letting a guy like Lance fall or Herbert. So knowing that, let's break down what I think will end up being the top five quarterbacks. Then we'll go to six to 10 walking out of 2022. This is end result type stuff that I'm predicting. Now, 15 minutes later, Herbert, number one, this is the very first time right here, uh, March 20, 2022 that I am putting in a video that Herbert has moved to my number one. 
Does that mean you should draft him number one? Again, like I just said, do not draft Herbert number one. Josh Allen and Mahomes will get drafted ahead of him. In fact, Mahomes will go in round three. Allen will go in round three. Herbert could go in four or five. It really depends on your league. So if Herbert's my number one quarterback in 2022 end of year and his ADP could be four to five range and Mahomes and Allen are three, what's that tell you? Wait for Herbert. If you can play it all right, Herbert is better to wait on than Mahomes or Allen are if it all makes sense with all the pieces that are on the board when you're drafting. I'm still going to draft Allen in one or two leagues, probably without question, I could say that. Not to mention, I want to mix up my teams a little bit because you don't want all your eggs in one basket. What if Herbert went down? So I will draft Josh Allen. Again, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. I like those guys better. Maybe ETN, although I think I can maybe get ETN around after where Josh Allen goes, but we'll have to see where his ADP kind of levels out. My number two quarterback will be Josh Allen. I think he's in for a monster year. I think the Bills run more in 2022, kind of like they did at the end of the year in 2021, which gave the offense a lot of balance, made it tougher for defenses to slow him down. Allen's going to have a big year, but Herbert is, in my opinion, going to be the MVP of the league. And the Chargers are my early bet to win the Super Bowl. Last year, it was the Bengals. I said the Bengals will win the division. I got laughed out of clubhouse rooms and spaces all over the place when I said that. I had Hugh Jackson, former Browns coach, come on and tell me I was crazy for thinking that the Bengals would turn it around in 2021 and win the division and that Jamar Chase was the best pick to make, not Sewell. So listen to me when I say Herbert is going to be in MVP talks all year long. The Chargers are going to win and dominate, even though the AFC West is crazy stacked. Herbert and the Bengals are going to be tough to beat. Herbert was indirectly affected the most in a positive way from free agency 2022. The additions of JC Jackson and Khalil Mack make this defense dominating which is going to give Herbert better field position. Herbert's going to live in the red zone. Herbert's already going to take a step forward. Now you give him a step forward and push him into the red zone constantly. What do you think's going to happen? Herbert's going to go crazy. Herbert's going to throw for well over 40 TDs. In fact, give him 44 to 45 passing touchdowns, two or three rushing touchdowns, 300 yards rushing on the ground, and 5,400 yards passing. For context, he had... 5,014 yards in 2021, 38 passing TDs, 15 INTs, 302 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and uh, and yeah, give him 11 or 12 300-yard games. Herbert's going to blow up. Mahomes is an easy number three. And honestly, I mean, I'm taking a stance here, obviously, but Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, these guys are in a tier of their own. And you could throw Burrow into this mix, who is my number four. Any one of these four, in theory, could be the number one quarterback in fantasy football. Let's be honest, they all have the potential. I'm predicting a bigger step forward for Herbert and the addition of the, the defensive improvements make it a, a more exciting and stronger prediction, in my opinion, to make. But all four of these guys are in tier one. All four of them could be the number one quarterback in fantasy football and the number one overall scorer in fantasy football period and all of them are worth grabbing in the scenarios that i painted earlier where you don't feel like you have a league winner sitting in front of you in the third or fourth or in the case of herbert the fourth or fifth round burrow the fourth round Mahomes and Allen in round three. Some leagues, Mahomes and Allen are going to round two. Everybody's group of owners are different. Old school fantasy owners often draft quarterbacks earlier. Sometimes you see Mahomes and Allen going around two 
in leagues that have been around for a long time, non-PPR leagues, where the league's been around for 30 years and rules haven't changed. People draft quarterbacks early. Leagues that you start with your grandma, your Uncle Bud, your Uncle Buck, they're going to draft Mahomes and and, and quarterbacks early. And and it kind of sucks, but in that case, you just let them do it and then you take a Trey or Russell Wilson later on. But I'm not afraid to draft any one of these four quarterbacks at their ADP if on the clock, I don't like the options a whole heck of a lot better and they don't feel like league winners on the board. This is where it gets pretty interesting because you have Deshaun Watson in Cleveland and per start, I could see Watson being right around this number five, but he could miss four to six games in 2022. We don't know for sure, but the NFL immediately came out. The moment the trade happened that sent Watson to the Browns, the NFL released the statement, any transaction would have no effect on the NFL's ongoing and comprehensive investigation of the serious allegations against Deshaun Watson, nor would it affect his status under the collective bargaining agreement and personal conduct policy. If the league's investigation determines that Watson violated the personal conduct policy, discipline may be imposed pursuant to the policy and the CDA. Meaning that, yeah, he avoided criminal charges, but the NFL could still suspend him for four to six games they most most likely will because he did violate the personal conduct policy watson never denied that these encounters happened he reached out to random people on instagram invited them into his circle and he says things were consensual that's the argument he's made and charges were dropped against him going after him criminally but he still admitted to all that happening though the league is going to be like you put us in bad light you're getting suspended so it's hard to put watson five in 2022 quarterback rankings because per start i think he he could be there but you almost have to move him uh, over for a second and if you can couple him with another quarterback that can drop good numbers then, then I think you could put him at five. I truly believe Trey Lance is going to dance in this four, five, six range all year long. The Niners are one of the most loaded offenses in the NFL. Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Mitchell, consistent run game, good defense. Lance is going to be set up to score 34 passing touchdowns maybe well over 4,000 yards. Give him 4,200 to 4,400. Give him about 700 or more rushing yards and maybe six to eight minimum rushing touchdowns. Guess what, people? That is a top five quarterback. This guy could rush for 900 yards, 800 yards. We don't know. We'll put him down for seven bills right now. But this this kid's going to be electric right out of the gate. Now, do I have him and Watson kind of close per start? Yeah, I mean, you could put it like that. I think Russell Wilson is the next up. I think, I think you got to consider Brady and Kyler if Kyler does get his mind right and Lamar kind of like all grouped together. Rodgers probably drops below all these guys if Kyler was to get his mind right because right now Kyler's in unravel mode. I wouldn't be shocked if Kyler is outside the top 10 if he doesn't turn things around right now in terms of his mentals right now and where he's at with the with his team. I'll talk about Kyler in a second. Okay, let, let's clean this up and put numbers here. Watson and Lance are kind of tied for that fifth spot. I think per start, we got to put him here, but with the caveat that Lance will outscore him and could outscore him even if he played a full 17 games, Watson. But we're going to put them both here kind of tied for that fifth spot. I think Wilson and Brady are kind of tied for that sixth spot. And then Kyler and Lamar are kind of near that seven range. Uh, we'll put Rodgers down here at eight with Stafford. I know Carr, people are real excited about. Carr and Dak kind of in this range and Lawrence around that range. I, I know I'm doubling up on the five, six, seven, eight, and nine 
ranking slots there, but that's kind of how my mind works when I when I look at it. Somebody's going to fall. Like, and somebody's going to be upset out there watching, going, no way, Lamar's 8 or 9 or 10. That's kind of why I did it this way, so that people know Kyler and Lamar share a similar upside and risk to me. That Brady and Wilson share the same kind of upside to me. That Rodgers, you know, is down here and Stafford, it's not that Stafford's not good, it's just there's so many high-scoring caliber quarterbacks above these guys that it's hard for me to put Stafford. You could put Stafford in the seven range. Dak, I mean, he's going to be on one of the top five offenses in the NFL. So how does Dak not not climb up? Maybe we put him right here. It's hard to not put Carr up there because you got Devontae Adams. Look, it's hard to move the six to, to ten range around. And any, anybody that complains about it, it's almost laughable because look how good this group is. Now this comes full circle back to the, then that's why I wait on the quarterbacks, me. It's because I can get Lamar. I can get Kyler. I can get Brady. And you can get Trey Lance in this range too. I rank Trey here, but he actually falls probably around this range for everybody in terms of ranking. So even more so, Lance is the one you want to wait on, not one of these guys. Maybe Wilson and Lance out of everybody from below Lance down, Lance and Wilson are my two favorite quarterbacks to own for that wait on a quarterback process. But again, if you circle back to when you're on the clock and you're staring at a Josh Allen or a Mahomes or a Herbert and the alternatives are not knocking your socks off, you need to let go of this. Oh, it's so deep. It's so deep. They're all just kind of great. You need to let go unless you truly believe believe Herbert Allen Mahomes and maybe Burrow can't be head and shoulders above this great group if you truly believe Brady's gonna be number two then we're on the same page use the process what I'm saying about Trey just shift it over to to Brady and and wait on Brady if the time is right but don't pass on Herbert Allen or Mahomes just because they're early quarterbacks if the options went on the clock are not winnily capable Trey Lance walking into the best situation I think I can ever remember in my 20 years of doing this professionally. The best situation I can think of for a sophomore quarterback. Maybe he didn't get the rookie reps that Herbert and Burrow got in 2020, but he got more playoff experience than either of those guys got. He went through the mental reps. He went into an NFC championship game, experienced all that, and he walks in with a better offense than Burrow or Herbert had during their sophomore years, which was last year. If you think Trey Lance isn't ready, guess what? You're right. Burrow wasn't ready last year mentally or physically with the ACL, but he still played. He still got better. He still climbed. And by the time midseason came along, the dude was firing on all cylinders. The same thing will happen with Trey. Trey may make mistakes here or there but this team will carry him like they carry jimmy g when trey needs it but trey's not even gonna need it that often because this dude can carry the team on his back unlike jimmy g could trey lance is magical he's got a cannon he earned the jerry rice and walter payton awards in college people act like he has no accolades because he came from a small school the jerry rice and walter payton awards he had 28 passing tds and zero ints if you include the rushing he had over 42 touchdowns and zero INTs in his full season in college, winning the Jerry Rice and Walter Payton Awards. Small school, I don't care. Randy Moss played for a small school. I don't care. I trust my eyeballs. Trey Lance has that it factor. He could quite possibly be the next Patrick Mahomes, and you can at me if you want. Russell Wilson, 
could have a top five quarterback season. He's always capable of it. Now he has weapons all around. He has arguably a top two running back in Javante Williams. And don't think Russ won't feed it to him as much as he can handle. Javante might catch 80 plus balls in 2022. Javante might get 2,000 total yards. Javante could very well lead the league in broken tackles like he did last year. Number one, playing halftime. He can also lead the league in 20 plus yard runs, 40 plus yard runs. Javante Williams season is upon us and it's going to only help Russell Wilson. Jerry Judy is going to take a huge step forward with Russell Wilson. He's got weapons. He's got a defense. Better offensive line. Top two running back. Wilson might be an absolute bargain. Brady's getting older. I always worry about when the drop-off could come. So that's why he ranks lower than he played last year. I know that might make people uncomfortable. Lamar vanished for an entire half a season in 2020. He was benchable for the first entire half of the 2020 fantasy football season. People forget. He got banged up last year. He was inconsistent last year. There was a string of two, three games where people said, maybe Tyler Huntley's better than Lamar. Don't act like that didn't get said. So Lamar's not exactly easy to trust for me anything higher than seven or eight. Kyler Murray, I'm in Arizona. I'm a Cardinal fan and I can be critical of Kyler. He's crying. He's complaining. He's not in a good mental space right now. He's turned around 180 degrees heading in the wrong direction. I will support him. I will root for him. If he does turn it around mentally and he becomes a leader, I will get excited. I will put out content saying, hey, I'm excited about this guy. But until that happens, he's in unravel mode. He's on his way to unraveling. This could be if he doesn't turn things around. If he turns it around, it's a different story. Know that I'm saying that right now. If he doesn't turn things around, this could be a disaster unraveling of Kyler Murray building a black cloud over his head self-made self-toxic made environment by Kyler himself he's watching Stafford get a big 160 for four-year deal 230 million dollars guaranteed to Deshaun Watson now a Derek Carr extension is being talked about Steve Kime the GM of the Cardinals the head coach Kingsbury both got extensions this man's watching everybody else get paid while he's in the middle of being completely irrational when it comes to his contract. Do you think things are going to get better? I don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. I don't know if all these contract extensions are going to make it worse. It could. Buckle up in case it is worse. That's my breakdown on the top 10 quarterbacks in 2022. Drop your top 10 below. Make sure you get on over to sleeperu.com. Sleeper, the letter U. Com and order your lifetime membership. Never pay for rankings or articles again after you purchase my lifetime membership. The top level plan comes with two years of text advice on my HeySmitty.com text line. You and me talking for two years straight. Trade advice, waiver wire advice, start bench advice. Get your membership today and play underdog fantasy at smitty1.com slash underdog. The link is below in the description. $10 minimum deposit if you're new and you DM me the receipt at the fantasy football show on Instagram, I will give you a 10-minute free phone call. Go do it. Now get out of here. This is the fantasy football show with your host, Smitty. Pick a lap.